Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And as we said before, our theme is Bust Out of the Gate in 2008. And a part of that conversation has to do with learning and being brought in front of tools that will help us live life full out. I am so jazzed in this hour to present two incredible people, Dan Millman and Doreen Virtue. Dan is joining me this weekend at the upcoming Conscious Life Expo. And if you want to find out more about that, those California friends that listen to the show, you can go to ConsciousLifeExpo.com. We're also in the process of airing the Dr. Pat show down in the LA area, and you'll hear more about that. You know, but Dan and I have been on radio together for a number of different occasions, and none more exciting than this one today, because we are here to talk with him about what we what I'm calling and he's calling the real secret. And as you know, many of you that know who Dan Millman is, you know that The Peaceful Warrior is not only a book, but also the movie has been incredible. He and I have talked about that as well. But he has come to us today to share a little sneak preview, I think, on his upcoming talk for the weekend. And many of you know who he is and what the story of The Peaceful Warrior is about. So, Dan, welcome to the show. Welcome again, again, again. Thank you, Pat. I'm delighted to be with you here. I am delighted to, to have you join me here. I love this idea about the real secret. I love the fact that, you know, we're, we're facing a time where people so want information and are so willing to change their lives. What do you believe is one of the first things that we can do to help people take that first action? Well, let me, let me speak about action first. It's one of the spiritual laws in my little book, The Laws of Spirit, called The Law of Action. And it's always been a central part of this approach to living I call the peaceful warrior's way. Because we, we pretty much know what we need to know to live well. Um, I don't think if I mention that it's good to exercise regularly, eat a balanced diet, get enough rest, anybody's slapping their forehead saying, oh, my God, I never knew that. Um, so, as you say, the challenge is not knowing more things. It's about turning what we know into what we actually do. Now, that's, that's one of the central tenets of what I call the real secret, because there's a great deal of emphasis today on uh, inner special methods and techniques and laws, if you will, um, to sort of magically manifest things, somehow because of quantum physics. Maybe I'm slow, but I never quite got the connection. Um, but it sounds really good, and so many people find it quite appealing. So what I'm, I'm not doing here is reacting to uh, the current popular themes based on books that are selling very well in DVDs and so on uh, on that topic. I'm really continuing with what I have taught for the last 20 years, but finding new ways to express it. So when people say, yeah, well, how can I really do that? I know I should exercise more. I should eat better. How can I actually do this? And 
uh, again, this is a really kind of a delicate thing for me because I can talk on any number of topics, but I don't want to actually exhaust the central tenets of everything I'm going to talk about at the expo. Yes. <laughs> However, there are people out there who won't be able to go and who would like to know something about this. So, so uh, let me just give a, a hint. Um, sometimes I say half jokingly, if someone says, "Well, Dan, uh, you know, I tried meditation. Um, I tried that for a while, but I couldn't seem to quiet my mind. I don't think I'm very good at it. Uh, so it sort of faded away. The practice. They just couldn't." you know, work it into their regular schedule, a busy day and everything. Mm -hmm. Well, I tell people I meditate every single day for at least 15 seconds. Now, some people kind of chuckle when they hear that because they go, well, come on, Dan, that's a joke, right? And in a sense it is, in a sense it's not. Right. Um, the point is I meditate every day. How many people do that? So it that's kind of a hint at what I'm uh, getting at and, and I'm going to show ways bring these things into life. The key is really starting small. I th I'm all for dreaming big, but after we dream big, I think it's good to uh, start small and then connect the dots. And this is practical, realistic uh, approach to things. Most of us think, well, I'm going to resolve to exercise more. I've got to just hit that gym. I've got to get to the gym, get a membership, or do my yoga class for an hour and a half, two hours a day, uh, go lift weights and swim. And th th These big ideas and somehow we don't just get to doing them. But if we're willing to do a small thing, uh, that is the key for the subconscious to start getting used to incorporating something in our everyday life. So that is one small hint at how we can actually take action in life rather than these big dreams. You know, it's been said that we can make two mistakes regarding thought and action. Mm -hmm. And the two mistakes are um, acting without thinking and thinking without acting. You know, Dan, I, and I love those uh, two ways of thinking because they really clarify for people how to make what I call a mid-course adjustment. And one of the things that I'd like you to talk to is this fact of, or, or this idea that sometimes we go uh, along life and we have this journey and we basically, in our minds, we screw up. And then we get caught in the mode of thinking that life is uh, about me screwing up from point A to point B. And how do we undo the line of thinking that would have us captive in our own prison of limited thoughts negativity? Well, I hope we screw up. I mean, I, you know, I've, I've heard uh, major CEOs of several corporations say if they could live their life over again... They would make more mistakes and learn from them. Absolutely. Most of us are afraid of making mistakes. We think, oh, it's all over. Uh, if I make a mistake in my relationship or in my work, um, but how else do we learn? I mean, you know, before I turned 60, I said, I'm going to learn to ride a unicycle. And I, that was, I resolved to do it. I tried it once or twice. Maybe some of your listeners had, you know, gotten on one and just seen what it was like. And they realized it feels impossible when you first get on a unicycle. It just goes right out from Monday the first time. And most people, that's it. That's their exposure. But I just, and that's what it felt like the first time a friend of mine loaned me his unicycle so I could practice. He recommended going to a tennis court um, because it's nice level ground. And I could get a death grip on the chain link fence. <laughs> as I was trying to make my way around the uh, sides. And I made one mistake after the other. Uh, and, and you know what? I just kept making them, and I kept learning and 
paying attention. Oh, what did I do last time wrong? So when someone's done athletics or a physical endeavor, they realize, I mean, I used to fail 50 times a day when I was doing, you know, when I was a young gymnast years ago. Um, and to me, every failure is, like, you know, it's a stepping stone to get me where I'm going. And it took me three weeks of about 20 minutes a day, and I had some really bad days and then breakthroughs usually the next day. Um, but I finally was able to do figure eights, you know, and pedal all around that tennis court. And it felt impossible at first. And I learned that everything is difficult until it becomes easy. You know, that's a thought that I absolutely love. Maybe maybe sometime you and I can sit down and I could share my pogo stick story with you. <laughs> because it's true. Uh, I happen to be brought up by a, a stepmother who uh, absolutely, perseverance was like her middle name. And so we were not really, and I'll say this, allowed to kind of start something like that and not finish it through. And some people would look at that and say, oh, man, that's cruel. That's cruel. Look at, look at her outside on this pogo stick. I landed on the, on the hood of my dad's car. I mean, you name it. But what I learned from that and that sense of accomplishment afterwards, afterwards is a feeling that I don't think I ever forgot. Well, that's exactly right. And, again, um, not to oversight my books, but it does strike me that one of the other laws in my little book, The Laws of Spirit, um, is the law of process. And it really reminds us not just what we already know about uh, that every big task can be broken down into small steps. Of course, that's true. But it also reminds us we can learn to enjoy the in-between, to enjoy those small steps, rather than defining the end goal as success. Uh, and if you do that, if it's the top of the mountain, is success, then you fail every step of the way because you haven't reached the top yet. But if you define every step in the right direction as a small success, you can just succeed one success after another. So I think we need to look at the small steps we take as small successes rather than just waiting for the big payoff at the end. And you learn that, that persistence, that process. Um, it's a, it sounds like an extraordinarily uh, uh, useful thing that your stepmother taught you. Absolutely. I mean, it's the reason that I, I really look towards the fact that I'm here today and continue to do some of the things I do. You know, Dan, you know, I want to talk with you about the upcoming event. Um, for those of you just tuning into the Dr. Pat show, Dan Millman is my absolutely incredible guest today. And so we're going to take a short break right now. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the real secret with Dan, as well as his upcoming uh, lecture at the Conscious Life Expo. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show. If you want to find out more about Dan, check it out. DanMillman.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. We want uh, everyone. 
everyone to come together and see Dan Millman and myself this weekend if you're going to be in the L.A. area at the Conscious Life Expo. Uh, you can check it all out at ConsciousLifeExpo.com. Uh, I'm here with Dan Millman. Many of you know who Dan is, and certainly you know of the work that he's done. And I want to just share with you that uh, there's much more information on his website, DanMillman.com. Uh, I know that we've seen uh, The Peaceful Warrior uh, and, and much more. He's been on our show for several times, and so we're thrilled to have him back here talking with us today. And Dan, uh, thank you again for joining us here again as we, you know, launch our theme to get out of the gate in 2008. When I say that, you know, there have been many folks that I've had on the show, and I've asked them, what does that mean to Dan Millman? Does that have any meaning at all? Is it something that you can relate to, this idea of getting out of the gate? Well, sure. Uh, so many of us have good intentions. Uh, there are things we resolve to do at the beginning of the year. Um, it's a nice slogan because it rhymes, getting out of the gate, and we all know what that means. Uh, you know, rather than planning to and looking to and hoping to and wishing to, it's about a time to take small actions uh, and build on those, which is really where everything in our lives comes from. Um, most of us can look back on our lives. Anything we've accomplished in a relationship, uh, at work, creatively, has been a result of effort over time. Um, maybe it didn't feel like effort. Uh, I did gymnastics for many years, and it was like going into the gym and playing every day. Even though it took a lot of physical exertion, um, it was something that was just a joy. So that's a, a bit idealistic. Not, not, uh, you know, not every day do we meet things that we're just totally overjoyed doing. There are mon mundane tasks as well. But I think after much of the... Uh, much of the kind of magical ideas that have been popularized recently, it's, it's good to return to the idea of action because it's almost been de-emphasized. Uh, it was Thomas Edison who said, most people miss opportunity because it's dressed in overalls and looks like work. Uh, and we don't like that work. That's not a big secret to most people. Oh, you mean work hard for things? Uh, um, yeah, work smart, work hard, but a uh, little bit over time. Uh, that doesn't sound very spiritual or magical, but to me, that's, uh, that is magical because that's what actually gets results. And our parents know that. Our grandparents know that. So it's just a matter of us to finally uh, face the fact and get... But see, to do the work, it's not hard doing work. All of us do work. Oh, yeah. But, but we have other things we're facing, self-doubt limited self-concept, like, I don't think I really could do that. Now, if there's something we don't believe we can do, we're not going to usually put out a lot of effort to do it. Um, so there, there, that's this part of what I'm going to address also at the, uh, at the expo in terms of a step-by-step -step process of overcoming self-doubt and, uh, uh, and ways to do that. And again, they're not magical techniques. They're practical, common-sense approaches you can integrate with everyday life. Now, you had asked me something uh, before about paradoxical statement I included in my brochure write-up for the Conscious Life Expo. Yes. Um, and it was, uh, what, you know, I, I never Here, let... Let me tell you. Yeah. It's about the, it's about the two paradoxical uh, statements and claims. That's right. what we were it's talking that, about. That I know nothing for certain. I know and, nothing for certain. Right. And I seem to have a gift for shedding light on almost any subject. I so love that. Yeah, that's sort of uh, an odd thing. Now, I, I was uh, kind of in a playful mood when I wrote the brochure <laughs> copy for the, for the Conscious Life Expo. I don't, I don't put that out there often, but it seems to be true of me. Um, I don't 
claim to be an expert. You know, they say an, an expert is someone who knows more and more about less and less until they know absolutely everything about nothing. Um, and that that's just a little lighthearted jive. Of course, uh, I value expertise in any area. Uh, people are really focused on uh, a specialty area. But I seem to be a very good generalist, and I don't know exactly where it comes from, but when I'm sharing with a group, I seem to be able to speak with some uh, clarity on almost any topic someone brings up. In fact, some of my favorite seminars I've ever done, I did one for the California Institute of Integral Studies, uh, three hours uh, uh, seminar, and I just started out, hi, my name is Dan, are there any questions? And most people think when you get to the Q&A part, that's when oh, everybody's ready to wander out because it's sort of over, the talk is over. But to me, that's when it's really getting started because you can interact freely, spontaneously with the people there to find out what they're interested in hearing. Um, so that's what I mean when I can share on any topic. It's not hubris on my part. There are things I just don't know. If they ask me you know, about nuclear physics, I can't tell them. I can't help them. There's, but in terms of general principles and uh, guidance for living, uh, things just come up. I don't even know where it comes from sometimes. That the feedback I've gotten for 20 years is people go, wow, that was, that was really helpful. So that's really what I like to do. And the rest is just making up titles and descriptions for brochures. Uh, all I ever do when I'm with a group of people is go, how much time do we have together? What can I give to you in that time? Exactly. I mean, this is so a time. I was talking about this this morning, Dan, and how we can get caught in the what I call the peanut butter and jelly sandwich of life, where you're, you kind of have one foot in the past, and you're sticking to that, and one foot in the future, and you're sticking to that, and you forget that when you put this, the bread and the peanut butter and jelly together and you take that bite, you're getting a whole piece of it. And so the question, I think, and what you do so well is helping us understand that in order for us to catapult ourselves to that place that we want to be we have to pay some attention to where we are today am i off always, on that always starts with that no mm -hmm. i agree um, and speaking of peanut butter and jelly for those people, <laughs> i guess i'm hungry <laughs> well for those people who may not have read um way of the peaceful warrior uh, <laughs> when we talk about the real secret we're also talking about taking responsibility as you say for where we are taking responsibility for the consequences of our actions or lack thereof um and because we all like things. That's great. We all like things. But what are we willing to do in order to move toward those? And the idea of responsibility I point out in, in way of the Peaceful Warrior with, uh, with a story. I was hoping I, I could slip it into the movie, but the screenwriter had other ideas. So I'll just share it here. You may recall this story. You know, anybody who's read the book. Uh, I was complaining, feeling like a victim, which we all do at times in our lives, kind of feeling sorry for myself. And and I, I was complaining to the old man I called Socrates, my old mentor, in that story. And uh, he said, you know, Dan, you remind me of a construction worker uh, I worked with years ago uh, in Amer early America. Um, and every day, this man would complain about one thing, his lunch. He'd open his lunchbox, he'd open his sandwich and go, I can't believe it, peanut butter and jelly again. He'd say, I hate peanut butter and jelly. Well, the next day, he opened his lunch and he said, I can't believe it peanut butter and jelly again. Well, every day it was the same thing, peanut butter and jelly, and every day he would complain. Well, finally, one of his workmates said, Mac, if you don't like peanut butter and jelly, why don't you ask your wife to make you something different? And Mac scratched his head and said, what are you talking about, my wife? He said, 
you know I'm not married. I make my own sandwiches. So, you know, that's uh, it's a good reminder. It is a good reminder. We, we all, in a sense, make our own sandwiches. Now, things happen. <laughs> things can happen out of our control, out of our, uh, uh, oh, yeah. you know, out of left field. But, but for much of our life, the situations we find ourselves in, uh, someone leaves us in a relationship in a very difficult situation, and we feel like, oh, how did this happen to me? But we forget who was that, who chose that person who left us? Who helped create that relationship? Uh, who didn't set boundaries and guidelines and demand respect for themselves? Um, so we need, we can't control, it's not about blaming ourselves, but it's about right. recognizing we can't control the actions of anyone else. Right. We have to focus on what we can control, which is our behavior. Well, we know what it's like to try to change other people. Oh, we all know what that's like. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Sure. Uh, You know, and we do it sometimes with the best intention. Maybe our children, maybe somebody we love. You know, we're right in there and we want to, you know, like help them quit smoking or whatever it is. And boy, who gets frustrated on that end of the stick? Well, you know the answer to that. (laughs) We all do. Um, and, and so that's, that's really something we all need to take. Uh, uh, well, actually, one of the things, one of the most important things, it's almost like a deep programming experience that I'm going to cover uh, in my talk about the real secret, is to take a closer look uh, at what we can and cannot control in our lives. And this may sound like, uh, you know, interesting, but it actually can shift one's perception of the whole of their life. Many of us have grown up misunderstanding what, is, what we have some control over and what we're responsible for and what we have no control over and are not responsible for. There are things we feel responsible for that we aren't responsible for, and there are other things that we don't take enough responsibility for. So I want to help clarify that uh, in life in terms of our behaviors, our thoughts, our emotions. Uh, and and that, can, that can really shift uh, our effects mm. in life. Absolutely. Wow, Dan, I still love talking with you. It's really odd sometimes when we do these short half-hour interviews because probably... Yeah, the time flies. I'm telling you, it like zips through. I wanted to ask you, in the light of what you're going to be doing at this upcoming expo and the work that you do, please leave your personal message today with our listeners. What what do you want to leave us with today? I think a good one message to leave you with... um, if I had to leave one message, is trust the process of your life. We second-guess ourselves, thinking we should be doing more or less, that this should be happening, that should. We see ourselves as making these mistakes. We get down on ourselves. It's so important to trust the process of our life unfolding and to, and to know that with all the ups and downs, um, David life is a school, and we're learning, and we're growing, and we're evolving. Uh, we can't push the river. We can't force the process. To come to that place of faith and trust, I think, is one of the keys in uh, living a life that's more serene and, and more uh, more filled with joy. Wow. Thank you, Dan Millman. Let's take a short break, everyone. When we come back, Doreen Virtue. I told you we were kicking it up today. We'll be right back. <laughs> 